Hello, and welcome back to the Insecure Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about Insecure Season 3, Episode 7, Obsessed Like. Today, we've got Miss Jacqueline Coley. Hey, y'all. And Mr. Euro Garrett. What's happening? And our special guest, Mr. Tristan J. Winger, who plays Thug Yoda. Hey, hey, what's bragging? Bragging. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's just start it off, man. Like, do you ever, do you, like, in everyday conversation, like, you go to the store, you confuse certain C's and D's, or is it just really that good of an actor, man? <laughs> I mean, you know, I like to think that I'm that well of an actor where I can just switch it up. You know, code switching is a thing. Um, <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> But no, I mean, it's not like I'm going to the grocery store and it's like, okay, I need to make sure I pick up some some seasoned salt and I need to make sure I pick up some brackers. Damn it, crackers. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, I'm, pre- I'm pretty good at switching it up. Having your character show up in the lift with Issa in the other episode was great. I think, I know it caught me off guard, but I mean, everybody was like, oh, shit. And then the mention of you in uh, last night's episode as well, which was which was kind of cool. So it was nice to see the, the Dunes people making a reappearance there. Yep. Yeah, man, that felt really good. That whole episode, episode five, was just outstanding. I mean, the whole – I feel like it set up, it was foreshadowing for the surprise that was going to happen at the end of the episode, mm-hmm. which, was, which was awesome. <laughs> and so, I mean, they do everything for a reason. Thug Yoda shows up when he needs to. Yeah, it was basically like, hey – there's somebody from the past. All right. Yeah. This this show is one of your first uh, acting gigs. Is that correct? Yeah. One of my first acting gigs. One of my first televised acting gigs. Yes. Uh, as well. uh, yeah. Yeah. You were uh, oh, I was a black girl, actually, before then, eh? That's right. I'm wrong. Um, that's right. You know, I guess, I guess, you know, I guess, how did you end up, let's talk about you being on that show in the first place. Like, how did you get there uh, for a show that, you know, a YouTube show? <laughs> You know, at the time, which was kind of revolutionary at the time. Yeah, so uh, Issa, Issa and I went to high school together, King Drew Medical Magna High School. We were supposed to be doctors. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we were in drama club together our freshman year, and so we put on a play called On Strivers Row. Shout out to Mr. Friedman, our drama teacher. Um, and uh, we were in that play together. We acted in everybody thought it was awesome. And then we just kept in contact the whole time, even after we graduated high school. She went to Stanford. I went to a state school, and then we just kind of reconnected on Facebook, and she had she was working on her second web series and just started Awkward Black Girl. And I watched the first, I think, the two or three episodes by then, and I was like, hey, uh, let me know if you need help with any of your with any of your shows because I really want to get back into acting. She hit me back almost immediately and was like, yes, please. And uh, she sent me the script for episode four with baby voice Darius in there, and she was just like, I want you to play uh, Darius. And so I read it. And I just posted it on her wall on Facebook, me doing a version of Darius, and she thought it was hilarious. Um, he was just <laughs> supposed to be a one-time character, but she ended up bringing me back recurring for both seasons of Awkward Black Girl, so I'm super grateful. That's still two recurring gigs. When did you find out that you were going to be on season three? So I found out, let's see, we shot it in June. I found out back in, like, April that I was going to be on season three. And then it took a while for us to get to the actual shoot. Um, but yeah, it was exciting. So what's, what's next on the horizon for you? Where can we expect to see you? So I filmed a couple projects this year. I'm not sure what I'm allowed to talk about. One of them is a Netflix project. (laughs) 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 They never let you say it. That's LA. (laughs) 
you be like spend the money in debt from something that you did from before they'll let you even talk about the fact that you were offered it. <laughs> right. right, exactly. Um, but yeah, there's a Netflix project that I'm a part of. So there's that. <laughs> um, you'll be seeing me in TV commercials soon, some other web-based projects as well that may be on Hulu, I think. Since I'm not saying the name of it, they can't come for me. Um, <laughs> and uh, I've written... I've written one project that I sold to a network, a cable network, and, and that's awesome. I developed it with them. And then there's a second project that I'm working on that is my, my baby project, which basically is about my my college career. So, um, uh, yeah, so very exciting stuff, staying busy. Sounds like you're saying hella busy. Uh, can you tell us about the, the project, your baby project, or is it still, still a little too soon? Uh, I mean, I can, I can talk about it briefly. So I graduated from high school early. And um, I, when I left for college, um, of course, I'm younger than everybody else in my school at Cal State Northridge. Everyone is, you know, 18 and up. And here I am, this college freshman who is, you know, not even that far from home, like a two-hour drive from home uh, Cal State Northridge. And everything is happening to me for the first time. Um, but as someone who was younger in this college, in this college campus, um, I have, my mom is a helicopter parent. Like many parents, they want to make sure that their kids are taken care of. And so that meant she did everything for me. She, she enrolled me in my classes in college. She paid for my, my apartment, my campus apartment. She was about to buy me a car. Um, so she did everything for me. My first semester in college, I flunked every single class, and she brought my ass right back home. So the, the series is about... <laughs> is about this young kid who's trying to adapt to not only this independent life, but also his mother who's trying to adapt to letting go of him, her firstborn love. So, and it's a comedy, so you know it's funny. <laughs> Believe oh, me. nice, That's dope, nice. <laughs> now, when you guys were filming, when you were filming your, you know, in the the previous seasons, and, and they had that kind of exterior of the dunes in Inglewood. Where were you guys actually shooting? So the dunes is actually located in Inglewood. So all the exterior shots, from my knowledge, are shot on location. Everything interior is shot inside of a soundstage um, in Culver City. Um, oh, but wow. yeah, we. <laughs> so this most recent episode that I was in, episode five, when we had to shoot on the corner of what's that, Van Ness and Century, uh, that was a real that was a real hood spot. Uh, that was a real dispensary. <laughs> Right there, and I remember we were we were sitting in one of the shops, kind of like our our um, our green room, just chilling, waiting for to be called to set. Me and Issa, and then they called us to set, and Issa was over there first. She had to get in the car, and then I was walking over, and mind you, we're in Inglewood on Van Ness and Century. You're seeing this dude who is me uh, in a three X tall tee, all red. Black, Lined up. black Dickies, exactly. Uh, some white and red Nike Cortez. And I see this dude who is standing by the dispensary door like he's waiting to be let in, like he rung the doorbell and he turned and he looked at me. And then he just kind of has this look on his face. And we made eye contact. And that's exactly <laughs> where I need to walk to. So this dude, he kind of looked like he kind of looked like Mac Ten a few years ago when he still had long hair, except his hair was a lot more fuzzy. You know, everything was grown in. He was looking like a real Thug Yoda, like he was a real life <laughs> Thug Yoda. Black coffee, looked like he he <laughs> he meant business. And I'm walking toward him, and I'm staying in character because he's already looked at me being in character. I don't want to all of a sudden drop character, and now I'm this square walking over to my like, hi there. Excuse me, let me in here real quick. So. <laughs> I think the director or somebody clocked it. They saw like me going towards this dude who looked like he 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 went with the shits, and um, 
And they were like, Tristan, Issa, come over here this way. And I was like, oh, my God, thank God. Thank God we're going over here. <laughs> 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 you know, I mean, I'm at work. I ain't, I ain't trying to be fighting on set. That's weird. That's, that's yeah. Weird. So, so I'm super great. They clocked on. It, would, it wouldn't be like the first time there was some, like, gangbanging activity on an L.A. set. You know. Right. <laughs> right. Suspense. I mean, Shug's, Shug's sitting in jail partially because of that nonsense. Exactly. Um, <laughs> oh, God. That's L.A. What? 23 years, eh? 23 years. <laughs> yep. So what, though? You should have been there longer. I still got conspiracy theories on that, bro. Like, seriously. Way too many questions tonight. Way too many questions. Talented motherfuckers get shot around him all the time. Anyway, <laughs> I did want to ask this because it's something I want to know for everybody on set because I feel like everybody wants to live in the version of L.A., that Issa puts on screen, at least I do anyway. But what's something from behind the scenes that folks would be surprised as far as like being on set and the vibe, something that Issa does to try and keep it, keep it LA, keep it mellow, keep it fun? I mean, there's usually, somebody's got a, a Bluetooth speaker with music playing. Um, everybody's vibing, everybody's chilling. I remember when for season two, we were shooting in the soundstage because that was the, uh, the first episode of the season where Issa's trash can caught on fire inside of her apartment. So that was in the soundstage. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we had to shoot that over two nights. But um, it was just really cool. We were up till maybe 3 o'clock in the morning. It was still, I mean, because it's late, 3 o'clock in the morning, we were on set. Um, so music was playing. We had snacks and catered food and stuff. And everybody's, you know, cracking jokes when they can. But, you know, someone like Issa and the other regulars, they're, you know, they're tired. <laughs> so they've so got to keep their energy up as much as possible. So music, snacks. Lots of candy. Nice. nice. Oh, what's oh, the candy? What's the snack? Oh, you got to tell us which candy now. <laughs> oh, yeah. There was some uh, some Bit Bat bars, uh, some Red Vines. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Have you seen the, the finale yet, or are they, they holding off on every everybody? We've, we've asked a couple people how far in, into the season. It sounds like everybody's got their episode or nothing else, but I'm going to ask everybody just in case. Um, No, I have not or read that season finale. So I am just as hyped as everyone else to watch it. We're going to be finding out what happens at the exact same time. Awesome. I mean, Ooh. I think everybody was, is still like, wait, it's only 10 episodes? Like, it, it feels like we just came back and it's already gone. So we're petitioning for, like, longer episodes or maybe a 12, 12 episodes, huh? Yeah, 12, 14 episode season. I signed that petition for sure. All right, all right. <laughs> all right, well, are you taking Team Lauren, before he leaves, I got to know his answers. Just don't say Team Daniel. Sorry. <laughs> like, oh, are you on. part of the Lauren Tive? Oh, yeah, it's Lauren Tive all day. Oh. <laughs> Lauren Tive all day. That man, Nathan, is a bum. <laughs> okay. So so maybe maybe you could, you could settle a, a small wager between us. Uh, Mr. Acklin is from the great state of Texas. Uh, Ural and I are from LA, and we we don't want to make it about about geography, but we're of the opinion, Ural and I, that Nathan is a felon or possibly <laughs> on, on the run from the law. And I'm just wondering, do you, do you think he's running from something? Is there a reason why he's out here laying low and ghosting people? That's exactly what I think is happening. I think I think oh he's got one. <laughs> Bro? The man, the man has. Listen, guys. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? This is Southern bias. I will say it again. <laughs> southern bias creeping onto this podcast. No, that's not true. That's not true. Appropriately. All right, but with his, 
When his rap sheet just falls out of his page, we'll see. We'll see again. We'll see you know next what? week. We got one more episode to find out. <laughs> yep. I just don't think that Nathan is the man he says he is. Talking about he a barber. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that gave me a little bit of <laughs> that gave me a little bit of like a let me breathe a little bit was when they actually found his house because I was under the impression that the man was homeless. Oh my <laughs> yeah. god! Yeah. Yeah. So dancy right now. <laughs> well, because he was like showing up in random places, showing up at the taco spot. Listen, there's mm-hmm. a rumor that the Lawrence Hive is mostly dudes, and y'all are proving me right right now. I got nothing else to say. <laughs> of course, it's mostly dudes. It's <laughs> all dudes. It's all dudes. Maybe dudes could told Lawrence to get his broke ass up off that couch for those two years. Hey, hey he was broke. <laughs> he was. Now he is. Now he's not. He went from, at a tech company praising Jesus. He went from broke <laughs> to burnt. It's fine. Only because Issa did him wrong enough to motivate him. Issa still supporting him, not she. He'd still be on that couch with his hey. butt hey, flip She's hand. out there saving lives. She is out there saving lives. <laughs> personal. She's everybody's personal Tony Robbins. First thing she ever did was cheat on that motherfucker and wake him the hell up. But that's all I got. Wow. Hey. I hate to leave it on this one. Like y'all, y'all, y'all dog boy, and he's going through <laughs> things right now. You don't know why he goes through. There could be reasons. There's always reasons. We we will find out. I'll say this: if it was a real issue, oh boy, oh boy, would have said something. He's like, hey, he got warrants, or he in jail. What he? I'm just saying. Anyway, all right. No, Thank An- you. Andrew's a good roommate. Andrew's a good roommate. He wouldn't have said it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Tristan, I want to thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you calling in uh, and making the time with us. We we look forward to hopefully seeing you on another season, and we'll be checking for your other project. Certainly, I love it. Thank you guys so much. Thank, thank you. you, thank you, man. Okay, so we're back. So that was Mr. Tristan J. Winger, who plays Thug Yoda. So great that he called in. But now we want to talk about the rest of the episode of Obsessed Like, which was written by Prentice Penny, the showrunner, and directed by Kevin Bray. Let's stop, talk about Issa, Mission Impossible Stalker Edition. Let's just talk about how, how uh, she is really waiting. So, so Jacqueline, you, I know you have some feelings. I do. On, we let's set up the episode first, and then I'll talk about the feelings, because... Is she being, is, is she being unrealistic? It, it, like, do you think he really goes to her, just like, you know regular life shit. Look, look, so the ghost is real. Like, it is a ghost. But there are sometimes reasons why the ghost happens. Now, depending okay. on the reason, whether or not you keep them in her life. If the reason is, as she suspects, this shit just got too real for me and I didn't want to deal with it. And so then I was rude. That's one thing. This shit got too real for me. I just got out of a, a long-term relationship. I needed time to reflect. And now I'm good? That's a different situation. It just depends on why he ghosted. And whether or not when he comes back, there was enough of a reason for him to do it. Because look, again, if this is like, I needed this week to figure shit out because honestly, it did get too real and I want to make sure this is what I want, fine. Should he have been a better person and told her about it? Absolutely. But niggas ain't shit and ain't been shit. Like, what is this? This is not nothing new. Nothing new. And that has been the Jacqueline Coley Therapy Hour. Please uh, settle settle up with your psychologist. Yeah. You the door of church are open. <laughs> um, I, look, look, what's this? I've done work. 
East ain't got shit on me. I drove past the dude's house like four times in one night listening to that 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 music soul child song talking about half crazy. Y'all don't even know. Oh, see. <laughs> no, I, women have done way worse than what Issa did over that week. It wasn't even that bad. She didn't get hey, I mean, She was up there trying to guess the password. Password Issa. You know his password wasn't no Issa. Come on. <laughs> I mean, Come that on. was that was the stupid thing right there that was actually thinking that that motherfucker was going to change his password to her. I will give you that. Like, that was actually pretty ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Let's just jump over to Molly for a second. Uh, do you guys agree that Molly is A, sensitive, and B, self-sabotaging? Oh, girl, yeah. Because yeah. I, I don't really feel like there's anything wrong with Andrew. He's trying trying to be a little too cool every now and then, but for the most part, he's a regular-ass dude. He seems super cool. He seems super into her. Um, clearly, he was going to be in B2K. He was going to be a big singer. <laughs> the boom, boom, boom joke was good. But I don't... By the way, wait a minute, though. Like, he was on something recently where he, like, did an interview... There was an Asian dude in Immature, like, originally, and they replaced him Somebody, with a brother. Yes. Really? He, was on, um, he was on Rebecca Theodore's podcast, I think, uh, last week. Yes, exactly, exactly. And I do not – I that's not a group that I remember that well. I'm not really up on my, my R&B, so I kind of remember them, but I don't – you were Wouldn't too be young. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, more like I was oh, yeah. too, too old at that period. And too like, old. Yeah, the hood Jonas Brothers. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to put that, make sure that gets on their greatest hits album. And they were in the yeah, house party movie. They were the third, yeah. for, they were the third and the fourth to get a one. <laughs> I thought the third house party was uh, Omarion and them. Nah, that was, uh, so that's house party four. That's House Party Let's 4. Oh, God. House Party 3. Like, House Party 4 was, like, that straight-to-like DVD that, like, Chris Stokes was doing, uh, the manager, where he did that, and he did just, like, horror movie about, like, black people in the woods at the wood cabin getting killed one by one. But isn't Chris Stokes Stop. a horror movie himself? Okay. <laughs> Moving back, listen. This is what it is. Marcus Houston is Marion's older brother. That's where that all comes from. Uh, okay. So, okay. I'm like, listen, from the girl that used to thirst after these Negroes, I can tell you, yeah, Marcus Houston <laughs> Mario's older brother. That's why it kind of got the torch passed. Like, that's what's so funny about B2K, because it was literally, like, immature B2K. Both had Houston boys in it. Or maybe oh, that's what oh, they Houston. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Houston last night. I feel like Andrew's putting up, you know, putting his best thing up there. First date seems to go well. He takes her to Prim and Pro downtown. It's, it's cool. They seem like they're vibing. Um, but but the second day, you can tell she's she's still super defensive about her drove situation. And honestly, she needs to she needs to let go. Yeah, I mean, she, she seems like I uh, seems like she she can't quite take. She's not ready to have anybody talk to her about her about how she was you know her drove stuff. Yeah, I mean, I get look, it, but I'll, I'll put it to you this way. I get why she's being sensitive. It doesn't give her a right to write off Andrew. But, you know, he don't know her that well. Like, I, this is the thing is, like, if that deletion went drunk, like, you don't get to then just go to page eight. You need to go back to page, like, two or three. Yeah, it's a little bit of both. But they both did it, too, because she was talking about him messing with his friend's girl. Like, obviously, they were both, you know, blasted out of their mind and probably being real aggressively open with all their business. So but he was probably feeling real comfortable been. with her. 
And also understanding the circumstances from which they met was high as fuck at Coachella. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he was probably feeling definitely a little more, you know, comfortable. But also he, but he should, he did miscalculate because, I mean, he he did have to chase her down for a while. So he should have known that she probably still had her guard up. So Mm. that was more of a, a date for joke. Yeah. I, I, again, again, date four. By the way, correction of the record, they are not related, but they did come up through the same crew. I thought they were related, though. Oh, because so, so, they had the same management, right? Yeah, they had the same management. But Stokes maybe thought he was his, his, uh, his uh, younger brother. But, yeah, you're right. It's Chris Stokes, to your point. Oh. Y'all were shit-talking the right person on that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, was anybody so let's talk about Lawrence going to church um, obviously the the clap sent him to the church was anybody surprised that Chad was down to go with him super quick no not at all you know Chad was going to go up there and try to try to pull yes yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, uh, I mean, that's extremely I, I, on brand for Chad right <laughs> pretty much pretty much in his eyes it's like what's the other reason to go <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I like that they had uh, Michael T. Williams as the another LA an LA, LA person uh, actor as the uh, pastor there. He actually, I believe, he went to high school with Ice T. Oh wow! Really nice. Yeah. I mean, he's. I, mean, I hate to say it because he's a very gifted actor. He's done a lot of things, but every time he pops up on screen, I'm just like, "Is that Bubba? Fucking sure shit, that is Bubba." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he could be in a million oh, things and be like, "Wait a minute, that is Bubba." Yeah. Sorry, it sucks. I feel bad because I've seen him in other things. I could name him. That's like part of my job. But I swear to God, the episode rolled, and I was like, "Is the preacher Bubba?" Fuck sure, shit, he is. <laughs> He's uh, Bubba. The, the um, tragically hit preacher. Yeah, tragically hit preacher. But did anybody else call that he was gonna be that that Chad was also going to be the person that like was all up into being saved because I knew that that was exactly where that shit was going. I was like, see, both No, but I knew that I did not see coming. I did because I said, look, Lawrence is the one that goes to church, but Chaz tagged along and watch Chaz the one that ends up being like all up in the Holy Ghost, all of it. Again, <laughs> it it stays on brand with this like he don't want to talk about the fact that his girl left him. And, you know, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm good. Like, you know, she's mad. Crying. Yeah, exactly. So it's, but also, I could see that super hip preacher would really actually speak to him. Like, he is trying to talk to Chad. Exactly. So I, I, I had no, like, that did not even, I was like, here it comes. Here it comes. Watch him. <laughs> I was like, that was a predictable moment. EC usually keeps uh, me pretty, you know, on my toes, but that one I saw a mile away. I was like, this motherfucker's about to show out. <laughs> <laughs> and showed up at church with the pinstripe suit. Chad was doing way too much. Uh, already, already had eyeballed a couple people. Um, what's up with Denise <laughs> from the church? Because I'm curious if if that was a natural connection, she just saw him, she wanted to talk to him, or if there's something else going on, I don't know. There's something, something a little funny about, about all that. I don't know. I got that. I mean, that. it's probably just a way to create some tension between what's happening with Lawrence and, uh, 
what's yeah. happening with, uh, <laughs> with uh, I guess, uh, the church girl. It's probably going to be some interesting dynamic for sure. <laughs> I just thought of it because it was like she, they weren't even sitting next to each other. It was just, it just seems super random that, you know, she picked him, but we will see. Have you been to, no, you haven't, because you've been married for forever. Listen, that is exactly how that shit goes down. They peeped him when he walked in the door, and mm-hmm. it was her job to be the first one to get him going out. That felt real to me. And again, <laughs> watch, she going to be about some bullshit. Mm. Yeah, she was, I, yeah, I don't, she definitely was, was posted up on the way out. Like, kind of like how Chad was. Chad was posting up, you know. Kicking it with his new folks, his flock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we will check for Miss uh, Denise. Also, I think the group stalker account is going to be a thing. If it wasn't already, I'd never heard of that before. But that sounds like mm-hmm. something that will definitely yeah, take off. Yeah, that's definitely very millennial. No group stalker account. No stalker account. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. But- by yourself with your crazy, like, there's not a single thing in that episode that every woman has done at least one of those. The, like, constant self-talk, the the stalking on another on another platform with, like, a fake fake. Yeah, every woman has done at least one of those things over one dude. And again, I will say this, behind every crazy woman, there is a dude somewhere fucking with her shit. And if Nathan would have picked up the phone... <laughs> You don't get crazy ether. I'm just saying there's a there's a one to one ratio here. Yeah, because I mean we didn't we didn't see too much of that when when Issa and Lawrence first broke up. I think she checked she may have may have seen him on social once, but there wasn't a whole lot of that. I mean, but also you know she was going through her stuff too. So yeah, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I couldn't tell if she was trying to like, you know, just one of those people like, hey, I'm super involved. I'm looking to keep more people super involved. But she definitely did seem super into him. So. <laughs> and he did have a crawler in his pocket. So, you know, um, I want to talk real quick about jump back to Molly for a second. First of all, Molly's work wardrobe stays undefeated. She looks amazing at work every single time. Now that we've seen her kind of cross cross paths with the one other lady, the other lawyer at the firm, and now her and Tarion, you can tell her on the outs. Uh, how long do you think is she staying at this job? I mean, I don't know. Because this is the deal. It looks like she's moving up, though, with the partners. Uh-huh. And Tarion was always about some bullshit. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, I really don't know. I think she'll make it, but I think it's going to be like, it's a different road to hoe. Like, I just think she's learning a little bit. Because honestly, the fact that she took the lead on that, I'm yeah. not gonna lie to you, like I and I didn't know. No, see where it wasn't. She really it wasn't necessarily the wrong move, especially because she she knew how he was before. The other partner warned him about that, and he was also, you know, he was on some bullshit with her. But I wonder if it's one of those things where it's like, okay, you kind of burn bridges with two different people in there. Do those people start like, oh, you know, both start bad talking you, that kind of thing? Because you know, you can get into some companies, and all of a sudden. You know, you have a posse of people who are not happy with your presence. Yeah. I think it's also the part is, I think, is because of the high level of competition within a law firm. Everybody is kind of built to be that next partner or that next whatever, whatever. So the new chick comes, and obviously it could be anything from him trying to keep whatever spot and good graces he has, or him trying to hate on her because she's a woman. It's so many different ways, you know? 
Yeah. Yeah, if you get a little, yeah, definitely the competition aspect. Good one. Let's talk about real quick uh, the uh, ESA seminar at the end. I'd almost forgot that ESA had asked uh, Lawrence for some advice on her project. It sounds like you could tell this is the first time, you know, I think in the whole season or the whole kind of series where you've seen her really, like, really super focused on something where she's, you know, outside of work, that she's really just, she's really been about, like, conquering, you know, getting getting all of her goals lined up and really kind of attacking them, even if she didn't wake up in time for the uh, plumber. I mean, <laughs> that job is the stupidest thing she ever did. More than quitting with y'all, <laughs> being where your work and where you sleep are the same place, Nah. <laughs> hey, but she has a roof over her head, doesn't she? Yeah. She's not up on a, a Captifus's couch, so. I mean, <laughs> that's true. That. You know, although she was, remember I, last week when she was cleaning, she was cleaning a uh, hosing off the sidewalk, and she was telling that dude about his dog, and he was like, I ain't got no dog. I was like, ah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, also, I got a neighbor too- just like that, too. Yeah. Also, yeah, that's very true. I, I didn't want to go over this because I didn't want to gloss over this because I feel unfortunately our guest got the brunt of it. But there has been so much Nathan hatred on my timeline this week. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm not liking bitches. I am not the type of person to just all they look, even even Princess Penny was like, y'all bitches loved him two weeks ago. Damn. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, hey, yeah. at least she knew. I was like, at least she knew where Lawrence was. And I'm like, damn, hell, that's what she was saying. So, you know, they're all, I'm like, hey, that's what happens when you beat somebody under it, wild, oh, regular situations. That is exactly oh, even, what happens. No, wait. What even the actor was like, he goes, I return Issa's text. Don't get mad at me. <laughs> I mean... I'm not going to lie to you. These bitches are crazy. They're just like, they're literally coming after Nathan. What if he went to jail over that BS and, like, is embarrassed to tell her, oh, yeah, hey, the fight in your car, I did go to jail. But that's not he had, like, felonies back at home. That's, like, what she witnessed he got in trouble for, and he was embarrassed to talk about it. There's so many plausible reasons. Like, why are we going after him so hard? In case you can't tell, I'm a Nathan apologist. <laughs> Definitely, I'm not even all Team Lawrence. I'm just, I just there's some there's there's mystery and then there's suspicious mystery, and I feel like he has a little bit of suspicious mystery. Yeah. Uh, can we talk about Issa's ill-advised commando mission into Andrew's home? Seriously, like was that plan? Was that that plan was destined to fail? Yeah. And Molly did help. If she would just walk in and be like, "Is he here?" I walked in. Yeah, like, and there was no trying to face out with the portos, and I'm you lying. didn't drive all the way up to Burbank portos to go get some, some you know, some potato balls and kind of roast. I mean, it was, and Molly didn't help. No, <laughs> well, Molly's advice is true. She's like, "Look, if he's gonna make you this crazy, like it ain't he ain't worth it." So again, but this is the other thing. Uh, and him leaving is not like subject to call death to his family. <laughs> he just don't want to fuck with you no more. It I yep. mean, I think I think it's just crazy. Like, here's the thing: this, if if the roles were reversed, this was a dude. Also, if a dude was to do that, he's Michael Myers. <laughs> no, dudes like, are kind of unabashed and will just be like, <laughs> "Drive me by their house. 
I'm going to go yell at her from her window. You know, that kind of, she's not big enough. Yeah. Dudes are just more obnoxious about it. You ladies tend to be a little stealthy about it. You know, like, uh, you should turn into, like, Metal Gear Solid, sneaking into the crib. She straight solid snaked in there. <laughs> you know, under the cardboard box with the knife. <laughs> They should. Oh, oh man, God. they totally should have done it in like uh, uh, Arkham Asylum in the Batman <laughs> Vision, where everything turns gray. She's looking I'm at just, fingerprints. I'm just like, yo, I look at the passwords. I'm like, that is extreme. Molly, <laughs> a good friend. Molly is a good yeah, friend. Yeah, Molly, Molly's a good friend for driving her, driving her up there on her lunch break. Molly is definitely a good friend. <laughs> And it was nice that he still had the Coachella tag. Yeah. <laughs> Although, Jacqueline, can we just reiterate your prediction for the season finale here? Or your prediction right. about Issa and, and Nathan? Yes. So I still think that Issa and Nathan, there will be a reconciliation. I do believe those flowers that she's picking up, like, the, the card for, I think those are from him. And I think it's specifically with his reason why he ghosted. And I also think that Lawrence is going to pop up again. It's definitely going to be a situation where in season four, Issa's going to have to probably be having to choose between the two men. But do you think the flowers also could have been for the baby that you were saying they might be having? She could have got knocked up by, by Nathan on that merry-go-round. <laughs> well, because she, she, she even mentioned it in this when she's kind of having all those conversations in her head. She was like, She's like, oh, you know, she mentions them on on the Ferris wheel. So I was like, hmm, I think Jacqueline might be onto something here. I mean, if she's knocked up to me, it would be great because it would show consequences from not having fake sex. It just seems weird to me that they would have an episode with somebody not practicing safe sex and mm-hmm. seeing the consequences, i.e. Lawrence. Yeah. Yeah, because we've already seen, well, unless you're being super, you know, if they're keeping it really 100 with the audiences, there's really two very specific consequences. Either you catch something, not out of every outcome, but, you know, for, 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 you know, catching something or getting pregnant. And, yeah, yeah, it's entirely possible we could get both of those this season. Yeah, we could get both of those this season. But I guess my whole point is that if nothing happens and there's no repercussions to the Ferris wheel interlude, then what like th- that would just be really weird to me if there's no yeah. repercussions for that that that's the only thing i got yeah i'm with you on that uh i want to jump to some quotes uh bef- as we kind of come to the end of the episode because jesus is the plug i think was my favorite line of the whole episode that mm-hmm. pa- pastor was was on one with that uh and chad's my yoke had hella bondage was was a good one too and look at look at lawrence out here taking girls out to the marina to get ice cream yeah. Um, I figure somehow he's going to miss that uh, coffee. That, I mean, I, I think he's going to miss Bible study, top of the East. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, some, you know, I mean, because the, the, her, the, her, her conversation with him is still centered around the church and being involved with the church. And even though she's interested in him, he does not seem about that life. He's already tuning out a little no, bit. You know, you know, my favorite part of the episode at the way, we didn't talk about it, but the way beginning uh, when she's in the shower, and she gets mm-hmm. a text from my mom, which is a, a daily <laughs> devotional Bible verse. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That that was pretty dope. My favorite actual part, though, was 
when she was stalking the Instagram, and she's like, who the fuck is this bitch? Oh, his mom looks really young. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, she was about to start wilding on that picture. Mm -hmm. Euro, do you have any predictions for the finale, which is all too soon? Uh, It's probably going to be extremely tension-filled, obviously, uh, to the final last moments. (laughs) You know, Lawrence, I guess, what's going on with Lawrence? Uh, What's going on? Mr. Uh, H-Town, who possibly has warrants. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, one thing about Issa, right before they had the coffee, when she was talking to Molly about him, she was just saying that she finally felt like she was over Lawrence. That's when they pop back up like bad pennies. (laughs) I'm wondering if we're seeing, like, what it would look like if these two were a functioning couple or if this is what the post-breakup best version of them is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, also, so we also will hopefully get some, have something happen with Molly's job and figure out kind of what the resolution to her, her client presentation and all the drama that's going on there. And also Issa's block party. You think we can maybe get a 40 minute episode? Uh, I mean, I guess they'd have to, to get all that in there. It seems like yeah. it would be pretty stacked. Huh? Yeah. It's definitely going to be a pretty, uh, a f- fairly heavy episode. Cause yeah. That's one thing I kind of, as, as, as much as it's, it's a strain on your DVR, I like that FX of all channels gives kind of the creators a little more flex. I don't know if they give them more flexibility or if they just take it, because like Atlanta and Sons of Anarchy, those shows would go over or come under. Like the Atlanta episodes were 30, 40, 50, 30. You know, they were all over the place. Yeah. Sons of Anarchy used to go over an hour on the regular HBO mm-hmm. shows seem like they're very like, okay, 30, you know, or, I'm, or like, okay, 28 minutes, you know. It would be interesting to see if we get a slightly longer episode. Yeah, I, I hope so. I'll put it to you this way, though, but because it's HBO, they, they have no, they have no, yeah, they have no Karen. Yeah. All right, well, we're going to wrap it up. Miss um, Jacqueline Coley, what, what part of the country are you in today? In Austin, Texas. Nice. Mm-hmm. Trying to trying to keep things going, but I'm gonna be back home in LA tomorrow. Thank the Lord. I was gonna say, are you gonna bring a to-go plate across state lines? Actually, this suitcase is currently loaded with so much like Tapa Chico and like <laughs> shit. I probably should be taking on a plane, and I really hope it just doesn't pop too much. Like I've wrapped it fairly well, but we'll find out. <laughs> There's nothing like bringing back, trying to bring back some food or something you can only get in one location from a trip. Yeah. So. I mean, I'm saying. I feel your luggage strain. Mr. Eurogar, what are you up to? Where can we find you online, sir? Yeah, I'm at Eurog.com, uh, Instagram, Eurog323. Um, yeah, I'm everywhere. Ms. Jacqueline Coley, where can we find you online, ma'am? Always and everywhere at that Jacqueline, hopefully in California in the near future for a good long while. My, my suitcase is tired. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me at, at Ahmad Childress. Uh, we will catch you next week for the season finale. Thanks again to our special guest, Mr. Tristan J. Winger, who plays Doug Yoda. And that's it. One more. Peace. Peace.